0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News podcast, presented by the Tech Doctor, Ronan Leonard.
1: We are Paul Hayes, Hayes, and Reid Evley from of PR. How's it going, guys? Hi, Ronan. How you doing? Nice Next week, this week on Thursday, you're running an event on GDPR. Tell us a bit about that.
0: Yeah, so we recently had Paul appointed as the Irish coordinator for the European Association of Communication Directors, and we're hosting our first event, um, on Thursday at Dogpatch Labs, um, on the topic of GDPR.
1: So, tell us a bit
2: more about the speakers, Paul. Well, we've got a wide cross-section of people who are working in technology companies that gather and analyze a lot of data, and so are very interested in this, from Newsweek, from Intercom. We've also got uh, the world's leading expert, uh, a Cork Dutch person, Emeril Delo, yeah. uh, and someone from IBM as well, who is going to give us a perspective on what we need to do as communications professionals. So as Maria was saying, they're coming from all over Europe as communications directors to find out. Also, because a lot of this is going to be regulated from Ireland uh, under the, the uh, European Data Com- uh, Protection Commissioner, have we got the Data Protection Commissioner office coming? We they were do. coming originally, but we it, were exactly. uh, snowed out.
0: Yeah, we had a we had a technical issue <laughs> rather a meteorological issue. We had a with the storm. We had to to reschedule. But yes, we have Laura Flannery joining us from the Data Protection Commissioner's office. Um, Um, And she will be kind of giving us the Irish perspective. So it'll be a very balanced event in terms of speakers. We'll have Emerald Delau, as Paul mentioned, who'll be giving the kind of broader European scope on GDPR. And then we'll also have someone Irish who can give us um, tips on what happens closer to home.
2: And I think as PR people, we're going to be at the cold face of, uh, you know, the first introduction of GDPR because journalists are going to be most interested in how they're affected as well and what they can push back on, what they can expect, what they can't expect. And we need to both clean up our own houses in terms of how we directly connect with people and then in terms of the software that we use from meltwater to agility to you yeah. know how compliant are they and where is the coverage throughout the whole system
1: and i guess like if you send them an invite from the end of may that's going to change yeah yeah, in fact, ironically, we, we kind of spammed people to get them here, knowing that it's probably
2: the last time we'll ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was a mock ironic uh, invitation to everybody. Uh, only one person asked to unsubscribe, which I think we did. Um, but we really have to start rebuilding our lists with consent and compliance built in uh, from, from May. So this is really urgent stuff. And yeah. uh, I think it'll probably be good for the industry overall to almost take a, uh, a spring cleaning yeah. approach. to this and build from scratch and get consent and understanding and shared understanding as long as as maria was saying Mm -hmm. as long as the information is timely and relevant it's not spam is our understanding but you'd almost be better off you know having a good relationship with the people as much as you can as well i'm going to try and introduce the one drink rule where if you haven't had a drink with someone then you almost certainly can't send them an unsolicited email (laughs) and my view is what do you what do you cast as spam it varies it's in the eyes of the receiver, right? yeah. Or the, the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And the spray and pray thing is probably yeah. going to be uh, counterproductive for people now. So it's really about the re- understanding the journalist's speech, Building the relationships with them and being able to weave relevant stories at the relevant time, and then you'll be compliant, is my exactly. understanding. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, it'll also help us to deliver a better service to our journalists. I mean, every, no journalist likes to receive unsolicited mail, so this is, I suppose, a way to weed out those kind of bad practices and kind of introduce a, a better relationship, a better understanding of, of um, and respect of, of what a journalist needs.
1: What if you're based in America and an office in Ireland, use American people, contacts to send emails? Is that going to be affected? I don't know that's yeah. what we'll be asking them That's yeah. the we'll nice. be
0: asking it's a really good them. question yeah. Yeah. as far yeah. as I understand it, this particular the GPR um, is, is more with regards to people um, based in Europe so yeah. it's, it's it's with regards to the data of people based here in Europe so yeah. I'm not sure yeah it's an excellent question we'll have to and in fact
2: from GPR's point of view we really need to know the answers to that because most of our work is done exactly. either for European countries yeah. companies trying to break America or for American companies breaking so we're, we're not a safe harbour yes. <laughs> Actually, as a thing Goes. So we really need to know, you know, are, are we going to have to figure out where servers are based and where people's data is yeah. before we can do all this? And, and we genuinely don't know. It's also, my understanding is that it's kind of in already, but it's just not going to be enforced yeah. rigorously till May. So the first example is out the gate, and hopefully it's not us. Uh, will be interesting as well, uh, especially the five percent of turnover and who, where on the chain exactly are you acting for people, and uh, you know what constitutes marketing versus PR versus solicited communications versus unsolicited communications, and how it's actually going to be policed country by country. And as email,
1: also would it be Twitter as well? Oh, I would have thought so. Yeah, because I know that in Twitter in the past, if you send somebody a, a message because mm. it limped the characters on a, on a Twitter before in the past, yeah, you mm-hmm. had to send maybe two three tweets, and that can be seen as harassment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although, if you follow the person, that maybe changes the thing as well. Yeah. You know, if you can DM them, if you can't, if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, God,
1: I, I had not even thought about that. Because I remember a couple years ago when they uh, tried to bring in, the ratings, tried to bring in a new regulation about Twitter harassment online. Mm-hmm. I wrote about it, and she was saying that if you send me more than one tweet, it's harassment. I'm going, hold on a second. Mm. If you're sending somebody a tweet and it can't fit in one tweet, it's only going two or three, how is that harassment? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's to be
2: debated. I mean, I guess it's just a it's a regulation and a tool like any others. It's really about the end users deciding how far they want to push and where they want to push back. So uh, Mm -hmm. we're expecting some fireworks.
0: Yeah, I mean breaches will be inevitable. And I think it's only by the real kind of car crash situations that we're all going to learn what to do and what not to do. So it'll be interesting to see which organizations are most affected first, but also which disciplines um, we think, yeah, marketing and PR would probably be the, the first uh, in the firing line for these kind of breaches.
1: I guess so, but hopefully if you've got kind of a plan in place and know what to do, it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah, no, we're, we're hoping not. And, and in fact, what it'll do is weed out the bad eggs within the industry as well,
2: the people who aren't putting in the work. It's exactly. really about getting back to doing the actual work, the good old fashioned, have the relationship in advance. Know what the journalists are interested in, and only serve them up that. Yeah. Um, now we won't get it right every time, but I think generally, if you're, you know, if you're if you're working on that basis, hopefully it'll make the industry better as a whole. Yeah. We need these, you know, tightening ups every every couple of years, and this is uh, this is just the latest.
1: You get times I get emails from people, fear companies that's not techy, and send them to me to publish it, and I think, well, it's not tech, mm. I it, But I mean, they should know by now what. Uh, what, what, I, what I work in so why send me the email about it's not relevant I, I think the tolerance of journalists is about to be tested and yeah. that's going to be very interesting and very public yeah because yeah. I've got a few emails in the past with someone opening a shop centre mm. and thinking yeah why am I going to publicise that yeah. because it's not important and I get a few from the government which is which they send everything but I, I don't mind that such because with, with the government email everything they do gets sent out that's fine yeah. but when if you a company and you send me opening a new shop centre opening a new store I mean, hold on. But that's the problem. It's spray and pray, so yeah.
2: it's laziness on the other side, but at the same time, there's the one in a 100 nuggets that you actually want, but you yeah. don't know which you want, and they don't know what you want, and what well, you don't, so you get this whole thing. And then it's whose job is it to filter that stuff? I guess the, it, the, the balance of power is about to be redistributed on whose
1: job it is to filter things. Yeah, I guess the moment they a the software that has everyone's email address and database, yeah. and they just send uh, yeah. p- uh, pray and spray, and hopefully yeah. one hits yeah, Hail
2: Mary approach yeah well I, in <laughs> fact most PR agencies I think tend to use that but the good ones only use it as the last resort yeah. not the first resort you know they've already placed the stories that they want to get placed to hit the publics that they want to get to uh, and then it's the roundup stuff but you just have to be more sure of your
1: roundup yeah. strategy yes. uh, and yeah. certainly I, I, I think it's going to be great for the industry well for me if I get an email that's personalized towards me and, and talking directly I think this is great They know who I am talking to me whereas if I get other emails that are just general pray and spray, yeah. And just add on my name at the very top, dear Ronan, and Westray. It's like basically getting in your bank, yeah. Dear Ronan, your mortgage or whatever. That's what it's like. But if you get one where somebody says to me, personally how are you doing?" Had a good weekend, and knows a bit about me in the email. that's me says we're great. Yeah. I no, I think having people from Newswip from
2: Intercom, from IBM, as well as the regulatory experts, you know, from the Data Protection Commissioner and and Emerald's uh, business, I think we're going to get an insight into what the. How the tools are going to change that we're going to use yeah. as well. So hopefully yeah. it's the second and third order effects Absolutely. that we'll get into.
0: Yeah, and I mean this comes down to, again practices such as sharing Google, you know, Google Share Drive lists yeah. and all of this kind of thing. Um, I think a lot of that's going to come into question too. It's 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 going to move much more towards using you know compliant tools that we just kind of centralise all of our our work onto those platforms. And in terms of anything mm-hmm. that's
2: going on in Ireland at the moment sure. with data breaches, yeah. I yeah. think it'll be a very uh, interesting time. And I hope we get as many journalists as PR people to attend.
1: Yeah, and also as well, at the moment Facebook lost a case a couple of mm. days ago in the High Court, which means that in the future they it could they could actually stop safe harbour. Yeah. And that's really going to affect mm. how data has been controlled from America. in the past, really is. the Americans pretend to comply with Safe Harbor, didn't really. But now the organizations in America that have got three letters, like CIA, FBI, they're not happy what happens to comply yeah. with new regulations. They're against it, but they have to. Yeah, It's going to be a big problem.
2: All to play for. Hopefully, yeah. we'll find out on Thursday night at seven o'clock. There's beer <laughs> and food upstairs so, in Dog Patch in the garden. Exactly.
0: So, we uh, will kick off at half past six, but yeah. doors will be open from six. Okay. So there'll be plenty of time for people to come in and meet with people. But also following our panel discussion, there'll be a chance for a Q&A as well. Yeah. So I think that that's going to be very interesting. I mean, it's going to be interesting to hear the perspectives of all of our speakers. But I think it'll be really interesting to see how people engage with the topic itself. Um, and I think
2: that's what like, we've got the communications director from NASDAQ, from various other places, flying in for this because yeah. they see Dublin as, you know, the testing ground. From yeah. Max Schrem's case onwards, they see it as the testing ground for Europe. And with the Brits, you know, messing yeah. off. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a good event because it, it just hones in more on communications. Of course, there's been a lot of GDP <coughs> events in the last couple of weeks. Um, with people panicking before May 25th uh, takes effect. But um, this will be really a chance just to look at things from a, a PR perspective. Communications and how do you book tickets for the event? So the event is free to attend. Yeah. Um, and people can uh, register via the EACD website.
1: Yeah. So EACD, is it .eu .com?
0: Dot .eu. That are you get okay, perfect. That's great. Thanks for that. That's Thank you Ron. Great.